You're listening to a Destiny Park Media Podcast. Shut the door, have a seat. It's time for another round of Dadman. Dadman number one here, Mike Jala, coming at you with my homeboy. Number two. Michael Rowland. What's up? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Uh, I'm happy to do the episode today. I think we got a good one. Uh, Episode number eight. Um, Yeah, but but before we get into the episode, I kind of want to get a peek into your mind. What's the week been like? What what you been up to, man? I have been up to, you know, the week has been, it's felt particularly draining. I'm not particularly sure why. Uh, I kind of feel you. But on I that. just just felt like a lot of mid, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like perfectly I'm said. Up, by the way, perfectly said. It's definitely a lot getting of mid. Up, <laughs> doing my doing my Michael Roland thing, yep. which takes a lot of courage to do every day. That's Don't true. get me wrong. Uh, <laughs> Truth. But I, I'm uh, I don't know, man. It's I think today was like the first day that felt like there was actually stuff going on. Uh, I actually saw some coworkers from my office. Mm-hmm. We, we've been working from home since uh, the panorama, and um, <laughs> we we haven't seen each other in person, not counting a day we did some cleaning in the office okay. for three years. So, yeah, man, it was a it was really emotional. We were just we went to a Red Lobster. We were laughing like crazy and having a good time. Nice. And it's a uh, it uh, was full of deep conversations too. It wasn't small talk, and um, that's good. The red the red lobsters bathroom was uh, they had a, a plumbing issue, so I was a little scared about that. But uh, we still got our food, and uh, then they kicked us out as soon as possible and shut the restaurant down. So uh, prayers, thoughts, and prayers for <laughs> the red lobster. For the red lobster. <laughs> for the for the beep location. I don't want to dox. <laughs> I don't want to dox myself. No doxing, yeah, no doxing. Um, uh, speaking of Red Lobster, though, how do you feel? What do you want? Are you on the side of the biscuit? I, I don't think I've heard of that many people that are against the biscuit, but I could definitely see it, it could be one of those things where you either love the Red Lobster cheddar biscuit or you're just not really a big fan. Where do you where do you, where do you land? Um, I think it's a fantastic biscuit, Jala. Thanks for asking. Oh, yeah. I uh, I don't know why anyone wouldn't like it. And I guess if you don't like imaginary, cheese, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, what are you, lactose intolerant? <laughs> I, for one, I think especially during this month, we have to remember to be tolerant of things, you know? Truth, truth. That's, that's, that's definitely... <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I used to work at a Red Lobster, actually. <laughs> Weirdly you did. Enough. Oh, you know what? I, I was going to ask you about something. Oh, yeah, go. So, I was creeping on you. You know, yep. sometimes we creep on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was creeping on your socias. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh and I saw you used to be a Trader Joe's uh, employee. Indeed, I did. Indeed, I did. About seven, seven to eight years, if I'm not mistaken. So, there's a meme about how Trader Joe's employees are like really good looking and they're really flirting, <laughs> flirting with people a lot. Did you do that? Did you intentionally flirt with people? Yo, I know I missed that meme though. Uh, it must. Oh, have, it's a whole thing. It must. Uh, I, I'm out of the. I'm out of the. Uh, I'm out of the wheelhouse of the of the Trader Joe's memes. I used to. I used to. I used to hear them from time to time. But uh, uh, everyone attractive at Red Lo- or sorry at uh, Trader Joe's. 
Um, Listen, the people at Red Lobster, they, they're great people. I'm not <laughs> anything bad about them. Definitely, okay? definitely, might... definitely more hotties at the Red Lobster, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, Beyonce goes there, from That's what I hear, and she has a pretty... <laughs> She has a pretty cool idea for what to do when you're there, I oh, guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she definitely does. Something with hot sauce or, or, or something related to that. <laughs> Hillary no. Clinton has... Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just not finish any sentence I start with. Hillary Clinton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, it's funny because you don't have to finish them. We all we all follow. We all follow along. <laughs> oh, you have to say it was Hillary. No, um... Is everyone a... Tra- uh... It's hard to say. You know. You know. What? I'm gonna big up Trader. I'll big up Trader Joe's and just say yes. You know what I'm saying? I'll say yes, just off the strength. You know what I mean? Just just to rep, just to represent hard. I'll, I'll say yeah. I mean, I work there. Look at me. Right. You know I'm looking. Mean? See. <laughs> but my question was, did you knowingly flirt with ah, the customers? The actions. No, not really. I, I actually, I don't think that. I don't think there was a lot of that to be real. Um. I know there's sometimes uh, there's a lot of young workers there, like around. I mean, there's older workers there and, and younger workers. So like, the crowd between like you know seventeen and eighteen to like you know twenty twenty three to, or to like twenty five or whatever twenty six, and then there's like another gap, and then maybe like in the like um like more adult age around you know forty something and up or whatever the case um not, and obviously in between too but that's kind of the demographic you see is like a younger set and then maybe like an older set and then everybody else kind of falls yeah. in between that um yeah I um I don't know about the flirting thing though I you know the thing about Trader Joe's is um at least when I was working at the time is that um a lot of people that work there. Have a a particular person uh personality style that gels with people, kind of like more extroverty, um, good cust. You know, I was I always really loved Trader Joe's for customer service. Um, I always thought that they had a uh, really good customer service. Um, when I was when I was working, it was around like early two thousand, so like well, like mid two thousand, like two thousand from two thousand like uh nine to like. Up until like 2015, um, but I always like the customer service and people kind of have like a very lively energy and not afraid, not scared to you know uh, interact with uh, with with the with the customers. So I I wouldn't put that in the flirty category. I would I would be I would kind of put that in a more um, uh, people serving. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. He's, no, I mean people are just thirsty. They're thirsty. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely dried up. <laughs> just thirst. <laughs> They're just thirsty, man. They they see what they want to see. Exactly, I mean, exactly. No, no, Trader Trade. You know, you know what the you know what the real myth is. Well, it's not a myth. The, the the real the real the real trick of Trader Joe's is that the people who shop there. Dot dot dot. Not everyone, but a lot. Okay. Dot dot dot. I won't say much, but the people that shop there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're racists. They're racists. They're horrible racists and they're bigots. And I'm I'm so glad you let me finish the sentence for you. This is a mad lip, okay? It's a mad lip. <laughs> yeah, whatever you think they it's it's actually a uh, oh god, what's that picture a, psychi- a psychologist shows you? 
Oh, they're, it's uh, a they're Rorschach, Rorschach test. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Rorschach. Yeah. They're a Rorschach test. Anything you think that they are is is what, what they it are. says more about you. Exactly, exactly. So, so when I say when I when I, when I hint, at, you know, it's 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 more the <laughs> it's more the attractive. You know, it's it's a it's a the you know, there used to be a thing where I think people had this uh, not a stigma, but this thing where like uh, attractive mothers shop there. Okay. I think it's kind of part of like the Zega. It, it, like, I think it was like when Whole Foods was just starting to get started too. In like, mm. you know, health conscious people, you know, uh, would, would go to Trader Joe's or to Whole Foods or both. And, uh, so it kind of, I kind of got that reputation too. You know, people that work there know what I'm talking about, but. Sure. Um, so it kind of has well, that it's vibe. my favorite. Oh, is it? It's, de- yeah, no, it's definitely my favorite, but it's also the one I go to the least because. They don't have any like delivery options, and I during the uh, again I won't do enough another funny name for it, but the COVID situation, I got addicted to getting stuff delivered mm-hmm. to me the groceries. So yeah, yeah. I, I uh, Trader Joe's, you're kind of asses to Elby's in there. Yeah, definitely. They're, they're definitely gonna main. They're a little behind the time when when it comes to technology. Um, they kind of like they this. have the best. Oh yeah, go go go. Best frozen, best frozen section ever. Like. Yeah. Uh, and the desserts too. Like I can't go down that aisle. I know that sounds like a <laughs> Family Guy joke in no, no, no. that voice. You nailed it. No, I really can't. Like it's the best shit in the world. No. And I'm gonna fill my whole cart up with that stuff. <laughs> no, you nailed it, man. Uh, that was that. Yeah. That's one of my. That's one of my favorite things that I found out about Trader Joe's. Because um, before I worked there, I didn't even know it existed. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. So I was I was really into that. Um, so you got me right. I used to work at Trader Joe's. It was good times. Good people there. Great people, in fact. Um, okay. Yeah, just real fun. All right. Well, I'm glad we got that squared away. And uh, do you like the Red Lobster Biscuits? Cheddar Bay Biscuits, as I call them? I do love them. I do love them. I used to uh, eat them in the back when I worked. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they gave me an extra one because of the you know exploding pipe of feces everywhere. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. <laughs> Please, nobody sue me. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I love the stuff, but it's actually better if you make it at home, which I guess that's true for any food you get at a restaurant. It's probably going to be better if you actually make it at home, but yeah, they have the boxes at, uh, at grocery stores everywhere. That's right. uh, That's right. You can make them at home, man. And maybe it'll be a fun father daughter activity and Mm. Luna will say, dad used to work here. And he'll (laughs) say, yes. Yes. She'll say, I respect you so much more now. (laughs) You're, so, you're such a respectable man. You worked at Red Lobster. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you for uh, bestowing this knowledge to me. They, they, uh, I was getting grilled about not having a clean white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, interesting times. Well, this is our uh, this is our episode pre Father's Day. Uh, just a fun fact for the listeners. Yes, man. Uh, Father's Day is on the horizon. Not to date us too far, but. We are here, Father's Day. Um, I don't know. You know, I'm a father, yes. I don't know how I feel about the um, the days so much. I, I, I respect the idea behind it. But um, I don't know about celebrating so much. I think... It's, I guess it's kind of hard to put my finger on, but... It, it kind of it kind of has an it kind of feels a little it's kind of a, an empty ish holiday um if you know what i mean 
Hmm. Like kind of one of those holidays that is kind of put throughout the year that you kind of almost like um you know people people have kind of backlashed against Valentine's Day a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's been going on for decades now. Yeah, yeah. So like, I feel like Mother's Day, Father's Day kind of also sits in that weird, unsure box. You know, I love obviously my mother and father, but it's just um, I don't know to have you know. You should be enjoying them and thinking about them generally. Um, uh, to have a day, you know, it's just kind of one of it's just another one of those holidays they add to it. You know what I mean? I just yeah. it's it's whatever. I, I respect well, it though. Sure, sure. I mean, it's it doesn't have to mean a whole lot. It could be just a fun day to uh, put the spotlight on them. But it, like you said, we can appreciate them throughout our whole rest of the year too. Um, I think. If, if some people don't do that, that's a, a darn shame. And especially if they, like, try to bring breakfast in bed and then trip on the stairs <laughs> and fall. Then they're a piece of shit. So. Absolute garbage scum of the earth. <laughs> and with that, I think we can get to uh, this week's Dad Men. Well, their show is called Mad Men, actually. Uh, but um, this week's episode is called The Hobo Code. It's directed by Phil Abraham. And it's written by Chris Provenzano. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, uh, you know, original air date was September 6th, 2007. So the fall of 2007. Um, now, before we uh, talk about the episode and hop on our friend, the carousel, uh, we have to do the uh, the game show sort of aspect of the podcast, which is called the 30 second breakdown. Yes, indeed. This is your turn this time, buddy. Yep, I'm going to nail it. I haven't practiced at all. haven't thought about it at all. I'm just going to go for it. Let's see what you got, man. Let me get my timer ready. And through the power of post-production, you're going to hear a really nice ticking sound. It took me forever to fucking <laughs> find the perfect sound. And then there was actually like issues with the codec of the video or something where it was like it emitted a high-pitched, horrifying screech whenever I tried to convert yeah. one of them. Yeah. Um, Hate that. I hurt my ears. <laughs> so... Whenever you hear this sound clip, I want you to remember me burning my eardrums and breaking them apart with audio waves. <laughs> it's a beautiful, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful sonic that uh, that we've added to the show, and um, we should continue. Way past cool, yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's a beautiful sonic, the hedgehog. Ooh, I like. Oh, that was that was an impression you went over my head. I like that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Way past cool, chili dogs. All right. You got that 30-second countdown? <laughs> I got it ready, man. I'm going to give okay. you the go-ahead. You ready? Yes, sir. Three, two, one, and go. Pete and Peggy reunite romantically. They have a quickie at the office. Uh, Don gets a bonus. He's not sure what for. And he uh, ends things with Midge uh, in a really anticlimactic way. Um, Peggy's copy gets sold to Anjoli And... Everyone in the office goes to a bar to celebrate. It doesn't go well for pretty much anyone. And the episode ends with Don saying to make something of yourself as the door closes and his the clatter all around him. Stop. Clatters. Very well <laughs> I was well getting done. too ver- verbose. <laughs> you you, uh, I was you, like, I was you were coming cocky. to the wire and I was like, he's got it. He's got it. You basically had <laughs> it. I mean. George, he's got it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I... I, I wanted to sneak in this thing that I put in my notes where, so you know how he says to uh, to Midge and her friends, 
Near the end of the episode, he tells them to make something of themselves. He says, stop um, talking. <laughs> make something of yourself. Stop yeah. talking. Uh, that The episode is, the, the theme is basically, you know, what are you trying to make yourself? What What is your goal in life? Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of the theme I got. Yeah. And um, each character has their own goals that they're working towards. But Don's is to be a new person and to run from the past. And... Um, I just think that the shot of his name at the end, his name tag or nameplate on his door and the, the clatter and the noise surrounding mm-hmm. it is basically him hiding. You know, it's, yep. it's him trying to put up as many distractions as possible. Yep. Um, that's what I thought that symbolized. So he's trying to uh, drown out that it's drowning out the noise in his head. Yeah. Yeah. He's drowning out the noise in his head with the noise out there. Exactly. The, the busy streets. Oh, I, I think also him closing the doors, him trying to block out anyone from getting to know him. And mm-hmm. the noise is like the sense of impending, like, oh, like, that, yes, of the people coming. who are coming for yes, him. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I like that. I so, like that. anyway, yeah, yeah. But um, I want to get on the carousel, man. We got a lot to talk about here. Yeah, man. Let's hit the carousel. Nostalgia. It's delicate, but potent. Um, as we discussed, this episode is written by Chris Provenzano. I uh, wasn't as familiar with this uh, writer name, but uh, he uh, he wrote this episode and another one okay. uh, that was pretty good. And but yeah, this is called the Hobo Code. Now, um, what I remember about watching this live is I just remember this one being a slam dunk. Uh, on first watch Mm -hmm. this is when you're watching Mad Men for the first time I think this is when you're really loving it I don't know I don't know that people really start getting into it until episode five or so yeah that's that's I don't know if that's a harsh criticism of the show or not it's not trying to be I think it's a really good and fun show to watch up until five but it becomes great in five and then this one I don't know watching it now while I was watching it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a classic. I love this one. Mm-hmm. This one's perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm not sure if it has, like, all the elements that make up a classic Mad Men episode. Yes. it's. Um, I'm with you on that. Um, it's almost... It, it's almost there. It's got, a, it's, got a, it's got a lot of key pieces that really give that you know quintessential classic but i don't think it has all the pieces yet uh for this episode the one thing i noticed it was missing was like well roger's not there and we've never talked about this he's um billed as a special guest appearance in this first season oh i didn't know that did you notice that in the credits no i didn't i didn't check that he and robert morris are listed as like special guest appearance by so that's cool it's it's interesting. It's like they weren't sure if he was going to be like a mainstay or not, or right. maybe they couldn't get John Slattery at first full time. Absolutely, um, I can see that. So he was he was not in this episode, and you know, I think the full five star or five Manhattan Madman experience. There's there's got to be some like some levity, some humor to it um, as well. Yeah, and it, it can get dark too, but there's. These are some, there's some clever people in that office. They work in advertising, you know? Um, yeah. But not to, uh, not to start off with a negative thing. I just thought it was interesting. It had aged, um, 
differently than I expected, uh, I, I guess I, you could say. Yeah, I think we, I think this is probably definitely coming from somebody who's, who knows the path of this, of the, of the series. And when sure. you come back, when you come back around, you're like, Ooh, this one was good. This is definitely one of the signals for one of the strong ones. Um, yeah. But, you know, going down the road, I know, you know, knowing, you know, knowing performances and things that, that, that's, uh, that, that comes, this one's almost there. Um, I, um, you know, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite pieces in this episode is, um, I love, I love, I love Peggy in this episode. This Peggy is, um, this is my favorite. This is my favorite because I love Peggy when she's showing out. She's real swaggy. She's got the confidence heavy. Um, the only thing I don't love, you know, every, and this is not new to anybody. I've been saying it this, you know, past couple episodes. I, I'm not, I hate Peggy and Pete. I hate that. Like, and in this episode, it actually kind of displays why I don't like them together because Pete likes Peggy a certain way, and that that I hate. He he wants Peggy to be very, um, like a very very submissive, or even less than submissive, more meek, so he yeah. can feel like, uh, so he can feel like the, um, so he can feel like. Like, um, like the, like have the dominant role in their relationship. Now, Peggy's, Peggy's at this crossroad where she's, she's getting her, um, she's getting her copy being read by the guys to the team, something that she worked on and, 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 um, and, uh, and delivered to them. And, um, she's, you know, wanting to hear feedback and things of that nature. And when she gets the go ahead from the guys, in a celebratory fashion that they, it sold, she gets that giant boost and she takes this. And I think this is the episode. She just takes it and then she runs, she just runs with it. And I love Peggy in that space because she just, I think she just keeps running with the, with, with, with the confidence and the, in this type of energy, like for, for episodes to come. And the only time she loses that energy is when Pete's being fucking obnoxious and weaselly, telling her yeah. he doesn't like her that way, and 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 basically just shatters her her whole her whole um, her whole swagger. And I, I just hate that, I hate it so much. Yeah. So just I get a little, that. just I get a little that. peek into my my uh, window of, of uh, sorry I had to jump in there, but my little peek into the window of the episode. Sure. No, I um, I definitely have thoughts about pete and peggy um and how he <laughs> treats her in this episode but um the thing i i love is seeing peggy light up and her smile so when cute. she's telling the uh the girls like they're the switchboard ladies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then joan is in the room too yeah and you know what here's the interesting thing joan doesn't seem resentful of peggy in that moment she is smiling at peggy as peggy is glowing and and peggy's like saying she shouldn't be bragging and yeah she's just so like happy She's so, so cute. Yeah, she's like, I yeah. did it. 
<laughs> she's just adorable. Yeah. I just love her in that scene so yeah, much. She's great. Um, she's super great. I think Joan is like a tad sour, but like not enough to oh, yeah. like make a huss about it or anything. But she kind of gosh, she's almost observing like the reaction and not and 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 it being unexpected to her. Like, oh wow, people yeah. are really like digging this. She's almost curious. She's yeah. almost curious in her face. Yeah, um, exactly. But it's inter- it's a cool thing where she's she's not tearing her down. Um, right. Yes, exactly. And she does make the passive aggressive comment that her work's been suffering. It's nice that there's a reason for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's that's Joan. And yes. Pe- Peggy doesn't get bothered by it. Yeah, that was more uh, just slick tongue. I uh neglected to mention one plot point in the uh in the 30 seconds. Yeah. Um but we're we're going to get to that I think in Mod Men is what I would think. Um, yeah, for sure. We definitely the Salvatore plotline. Yeah, like about that absolutely. I mean, we can touch on bits and pieces that we can get a lot deeper into the uh, the Mod Men segment. But um, one of my favorite uh, pieces in this episode is uh, the hobo flashback. Man, yeah that that scene is one of my favorite scenes in this show. Um, that flashback, I just in love with. Um, a lot is exposed in there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, with Don and how he grew up and who his uh, who his um, parental figures were and how they treated people and like kind of where he sat in that family structure and how they had a ho- um, he wasn't really a hobo though he was kind of more of like a wanderer. Uh, one of these guys that um, I guess has you know had a life and um, left it behind. Yeah, just abandoned it and wanted to be free. And um, he uh, uh, he has a scene where he talks about the symbols that these guys put on um, people's homes uh, that they've been to to kind of alert other people, other wanderers of the sort um, who they're dealing with and how to deal with them. Um, and I and I, I just I just that's what, like one of my favorite flashbacks is that uh, little I, I wrote little Dick Whitman is so, he's so cute he's like he's like ain't you heard I'm a whore child yeah <laughs> the guy's like haven't haven't heard haven't heard anything like that which is cute because yeah. he he kind of was like you know kids have this um kids have this interesting. Why well, I guess I mean I, I guess it's to be expected, but they have a very small they have a small world view. In their world, everything is gigantic, but outside of that, um, people don't aren't aware of like the things that you prop up as like big new you know big big thing big big news tips or things that go on in your family. So like him saying that was almost like oh everybody's heard that you know I'm not like. None of these people are my parents. You know what I mean? Like, or yeah. this is not my. Well, mom. that's his dad. That's yeah, his and dad. that's his dad exactly. But yeah. the guy's like kind of reassuring him, like, "Hey, nobody knows these things. Like, this is." He's basically yeah. saying, like, that this is not this is not a common knowledge thing. You you can uh, you can go past past that point. You know what I mean? Past that 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 fact. You know what I mean? And, well, it's uh, a it's a comfort thing too, where it's like nobody told him that, so it's no big deal. Exactly, it's not a big deal. Exactly, know? minimize it a little because it, it's 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 not it's not that. So <clears throat> I just love that scene. Um, you see how his dad treats the guy. You see how the his um, it's not his mother, but it's um, I don't really know what to call her, but I guess. Mother of Jace. Um, half mother. Yeah, half mother. Um, 
I'm assuming that's a um, stepmother. Yeah, that's his um, his his brother's mother, right? Yeah. I'm forgetting his name now. Adam. Yeah, Adam. Thank you. Yeah, Adam. Um, yeah, it's Adam's mom, and um, but I really, I, but I really do love the uh, the scene with him, and they have a lot of um, back and forth dialogue where he kind of talks about uh, how he left his family, and he, he slept like a stone. That's what it was. The stone line. He's, yeah, and that like death was coming for him. Ooh, death, yeah. He felt death coming for uh, Don. If death is coming for anywhere, it's here. It's here. Um, mm-hmm. That's a brutal line. Um, but it really seems like when you look at how Don treats Adam, that the Wanderer had a huge a huge impact on him and his worldview. Uh, Absolutely. Don is running from something. We don't know what. Uh, and he's running like the wind. And, uh, you know, that that's... I feel like his... Uh, the nomads words stuck with him. I don't want to say hobo. I know. Yeah. The hobo thing is kind of more of like, yeah, it's more of like, um, you figure out that, I mean, the guy basically, he says he's not homeless, but I'm not trying to be socially, uh, I'm not trying to be like a social justice warrior, but I don't know. It's (laughs) the the word hobo, right? Yeah. It's, it's a little mocking. It's it's old slang. Yeah. It's, it's a Looney Tunes type of word where it's like, (laughs) <laughs> Not really offensive, but I don't like saying it. Right, right, uh, right. Like wabbit. I mean, I hate saying that one. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's kind of more. It's more lazy. It's a, it's a lazy. Yeah. It's a lazy. Uh, it's a lazy description. Um, but the parlance I, of the time was that word hobo, exactly. and that's why that it works for the episode title. <laughs> don't exactly. Get me wrong. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I um, and I love the Pete and Peggy stuff. Um, not because I think they're a good like OTP one true pairing, but because it's it's quality entertainment. Uh, and they they are both phenomenal actors. They oh, have yeah. chemistry. Mm-hmm. Not like again, not like chemistry you want to them to end up together. But of course, it's it's pure animal attraction. And uh, yeah, I think Elizabeth Moss in particular really sells the uh, heartbreak and the fact that. She tries to do the twist at the bar while being just crushed. She still tries to have fun, but it's not going to happen. That that scene hurts hurt hurt hurts me it be, because uh, yeah, I just don't I don't like I I mentioned it, I I just I don't like uh, def, I don't like deflating I don't like people being deflated like that um, yeah. especially especially when not warranted. The saddest thing is just that even after that, I mean, I know how it feels to be having a great night and then have. Um, you're someone you like or your partner he's not her partner but someone you like mm-hmm. like crush your spirits right and it's not a good feeling it's terrible and no. uh, but the fact is is that you still are gonna forgive them if you're that lost in love and she does forgive him the next morning she does wait to see if he'll smile at her <laughs> or look at her because he said he thought about her and because you know he knows that she's right there um, but he just ignores her he, he doesn't even give her a second look, you know, he's done. Yeah. He got what he got what he needed out of her. Uh, yeah. but again, that's my segment. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I guess for me, it's like a really good episode. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give it four Manhattans, I think. Cool. Cool. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I, I also gave it a, a four Manhattans as well. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I, like I said, I loved. I really loved the flashback. One of my favorite scenes in the show was the um, the the, they the get nomad better. flashback. Oh yeah, the flashbacks get amazing. Um, well, but they, I mean, in this episode, like the first one, I thought was kind of bad, kind of hokey. 
Don Jr.'s I call him Don Jr. <laughs> Don Jr. is cute. <laughs> but, but but he his wig isn't fitting right and the acting is a bit hokey. And yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. Where, where the the guy stops first stops by. Yeah, um, yeah. But as the episode co- goes on, the flashbacks uh, flashbacks get better. Mm-hmm. I think it's because the sets are, are smaller and more intimate and they yes. look more real. Yeah. Uh, there's there's certain when the scope of the show gets too big beyond an office or a city, uh it can look a little bit less convincing for me. I think that's why that one flashback a few episodes back that I got critical of, that's why yeah. it doesn't work for me. Okay. But, um, but no, I, I thought that the, uh, the scene you're talking about is a great one. And, uh, you know, the, the ending where the dishonest man code, yes. hobo code was written on the, uh, post or well, etched on the post. Cause yep. he gave Don's an honorary, sorry, Dick's an honorary. So he gave him some, uh, chalk, that's cute. That was really funny. Yeah, yeah, that was really cute. Um, <clears throat> yeah, four yeah four Manhattan's like I said for me. Um, I think um, the the episode has a lot of key moments and um, a big reveal um, that we'll go over in uh, Modman. But I also have to mention. I know we mentioned this a few episodes yes. ago. We we got a uh, we have a flow sighting. Flow oh, sighting yes. alert. <laughs> <laughs> she's a, she's integral to the episode. Yes. F- Flo she's mis- trying to sell. <laughs> Flow's been insurance. spotted. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right. Mark it down. All you Flow fans. Yep. We, we found her. <laughs> we, we, uh, we found her. <laughs> <laughs> she's like Waldo. No, but she's she is in this episode. She's very funny. Um, yeah. And yeah, Lois, the new character, Lois. Uh fantastic acting she you know what she is very funny i will say she's very Um, cute her acting is very is very comedic and adorable it's adorable so you know what i take you know what i take back that there's not enough humor in the episode Mm -hmm. there is some humor with her plot but it's also cringe a bit because well we'll get into it yes uh mad men doesn't have much cringe but uh ciao 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 uh, you know, you, uh, that's probably one of the cringiest <laughs> moments in the show. I think. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. It fits with her as a character and how like cutesy oh, yeah. and like not nerdy, but she's very you know she's cute and she's shy, but she's trying to you know I really like that she's trying to approach him like and trying to like get him to like bite a little bit. I think that was I think that was cute. But yeah, she tried to try to use one of his, one of his lines like real quick like. To see if you like get it, I I, I think I, I I've seen this happen in real life before. So oh, of I, course. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying it's cringe. Doesn't mean that they did a bad job. Of course. I mean, of it course. was meant to. It was meant to be cringe. Yeah, uh, exactly. It was meant to love, be cringe. <laughs> love and puppy love is the most cringe thing on the planet. I'm That's pretty true. sure. You're true. You're <laughs> true, buddy. Especially when one person cannot requite it. Yes, uh, exactly. No, you're very true. So. You're very true. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Um, for the Sterling's Gold, cue the sound clip. Remember, Don, when God closes a door, he opens a dress. Great sound clip. Amazing Beautiful. choice. Beautiful. Um, I, I think that I kind of, I have to say, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's the, the art department guys. I really oh. found them very funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the guy when he says... Uh, he's he's delusional and, and says, "I love when they flirt with me." About Lois and yeah. Lois, what didn't pay attention to him at all. Uh, no, no, that was funny. And the fact that when Lois asks, uh, "Is the art department here at the party?" 
Um, you know, she forgot that those two guys were there, and they're both just looking so dorky. The oh, older yeah. guys dancing like a fool. Um, <laughs> not there's anything wrong with that, of course. Um, I like that Flo was dancing dance. with him. By the way, you saw? Did you yeah, see Flo? Yeah. She kind of there were some over. cool pairings. Yeah. There were some cool pairings. We had Joan and uh, Paul Kinsey. I like that. Um, yeah, it's an interesting. They're an interesting couple, right? They uh, are. They are. We had uh, the the two you mentioned. We had um, Hildy and Harry Crane. Yeah, you know Harry Crane's married, so don't try to triple team him or whatever. And yeah, love. Yes, he still has to eat. I I love the environment of the office get together. That yeah. is probably what brought me the most smiles and, and laughter in this episode. Was just like. That vibe was so cool Very and cool. so Very funny. Cool. So many little background jokes in that. So Yeah, Joan was in yeah. there and she was like, wow, a lot of people are here. <laughs> yeah, she's she is a little bit it's like... a little sour. A little sour. Yes, but that's... That's okay. She's a, she, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay, Joan. <laughs> <laughs> Joan, you'll get them next time. It's there, all right. Maybe. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Joan, Joan, this isn't your episode. I mean... I, I just like that her first line in the episode is like, she's going out to do some errands and she's like, yeah. don't wait for me. Or yeah. just, you know, she's like, don't wait up or something like that. She's Basically. just about to get out of the episode and then Peggy has to tell her about her success. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, and then Peggy and Freddie Rumson. Uh, whew. The uh, the other thing that I want to say is that I, I did laugh at the twist, you know, at how, how nuts everyone went. Because oh, they love that, that felt, song. They did. And, and that felt true. That was something where I didn't live during that time, so I can't know this. You're right. But it felt true. Yeah, and, I like uh, that. I like that. Well 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 directed of, that part. Yeah. The girls go nuts. Oh yes. Oh yes. I love it. I love uh, it. but anyway, uh yeah, what's what's your pick for Sterling's Gold? Yeah, man, I loved uh I love the scene right after they sell the uh sell uh, Peggy's uh is it pr- pronounced Bougelie? Uh it's Anjoli. Anjoli. Isn't it? Yeah, Anjoli, I think you're correct. Um. Oh, Bell Jolie. Well, oh, Bell Jolie. Okay, Bell Jolie. Okay. Hey, at least we both didn't get it right. Yeah. So. <laughs> nice, Listen, nice men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know lipstick. Dad, dad men specifically. Yeah, yeah, look at the title of the show. You fucking snowflakes. All right, come on. Sorry. Editing that out. That's for sure. No, no. I um. I really, I really liked. Um, I liked when she took the drink. Uh, Sal was like, "That's not a celeb. That's not celeb- a celebratory drink, basically." And uh, she drinks the whole thing, and then uh, Don goes, "You want another drink?" And then Peggy goes, "Oh, I don't know." And then they all just laugh. Not a writer. <laughs> well, I like that. Um, that Freddie and Don said it at the same time. Yeah, yeah, they both said it together. It's like, not, not, a not a not a writer. Because what they what they say before that? Because they, they were you saying might be like, a writer. "You might be a writer," and, and she's like, eh, "You want another drink?" Not a writer. She, I don't think so. She not want it. Writers have to drink. Yeah, you got to drink heavy. So yeah, that you're that, that was really funny. Fool yourself. <laughs> That's what he should have said after she said, "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Or if after she took the drink, then he could have said, "You're making a fool of yourself." <laughs> Yo, can Asshole. somebody can somebody make that a meme, please? Can somebody yeah, put that just together? Yeah, edits of, of of Mad Men scenes where out of nowhere Don tells people, "You made a fool of yourself." You made a fool of yourself. <laughs> Oh man, beautiful! Um, but yeah, sorry. Go on. Um, no, I uh, that that was one of the only ones, the only ones that I really pulled. I thought that was really funny. Um, and we talked about uh, we talked about how Peggy was sh- sharing the news, but that that line 
not being a writer, I thought that was really cute. That, yeah. was, a, that was a funny one. You know, I'm just feeling bad that I said this episode didn't have enough humor because it's like, oh, it's just, it did have enough humor. I don't know what I was thinking. I think the heavier, well, is it, yeah, is it heavy? It's It's, more subtle humor, I guess. Yeah, more subtle this time. This is kind of like more like, uh, not mundane, but like, you know, regular day funny stuff. Like Dry? Yeah, yeah, just dry. Kind of more dry, but funny nonetheless. Um, So I... um, I just... I just liked I like I liked what they they uh, did with it. I think I just missed Sterling, and I'm just projecting. That's okay. Ster- Sterling was Sterling was missed. Um, <laughs> Miss you too, buddy. Got got to love got to love the Silver Fox. So yeah, I'm he's sure a great great sure. character. Oh yeah, I'm sure he'll be back. I hope so. I mean, he's still recovering from the whole like molesting Don's wife thing. Oh, that's right. He's he's got his tail between his legs still. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe he was sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> he was out sick. He's still recovering from the horrifying ordeal that Don put him through. The the ultra realistic puke. <laughs> God, that I don't know if I mentioned this, but yeah, he does look completely dead. You, yeah. I forgot. I don't know if I think I forgot to mention that to you. You did. You did. He does I, I said look he looked totally white. Dead. Yeah, yeah, I said he, I said he looked very white, but yeah, he looked he, like hell. <laughs> he oh. really did. That's good. We're going to bring that up randomly, like, through the next 50 episodes or so. Every once in a while, we'll just be like, yeah, he looked terrible in that scene, yeah. This is disgusting. It's disgusting The puke is freaking gross. All right, yeah. anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, guys. Season, season seven, yeah. So, uh, okay, well, uh, I think we've covered the Sterling's Gold. I mean, you know, it's a it's a dry humor, um, and it's good, though. There's a, there's a lot of good stuff, and... Uh, I think I forgot one really key, hilarious line. Uh, when Don is verbally jousting with the hippies at uh, Midge's place. Ah, uh, yes. He just, he says something to the effect of that the universe, you know, at first it looks like it's going to go like the usual TV scene would where the hippies kind of win and Don has to go home with his tail between his legs. Yeah. But the <laughs> Don does say, uh, you know, the universe is random. It's it's cold and it doesn't give a shit about you. Something to that effect. Yeah, and I, I wrote it the, down. He says he says the universe is indifferent. Yeah, and uh, they're still <laughs> high as hell. So the guy with glasses and the ponytail or whatever says, "Man, why'd you have to say that?" <laughs> <laughs> and Don Don won. Um, and yeah, it's a classic line. Uh, Don, there's cops out there. You can't go. And Don you says, "You can't go. <laughs> you can't." And uh, I know he's using his I white. Pri- <laughs> he's using his white privilege for evil. Um, yeah. A lot of the times we talk about using white privilege for good, us white folks, you know. And uh, Don is using it for evil and pettiness, and I just uh, I love it. I yeah. think it's hilarious. <laughs> it, 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 you know, it, it was it was it was less white white privilege and more um, Class. classism. Ooh, yeah. simpatico. Jinx. Jinx, buy me a class. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I liked. I thought that was funny too. So yeah, overall, just a lot of good stuff in this episode. Just a different kind of humor than Roger or the one-liners, you know? Yeah, for um, sure, man. All right. Uh, well, it's time for Michael's mental health nook and pied de terre. And uh, we're going to slink into uh, the Peggy and Pete plot. Nah, so. yes. As I alluded to, I am no stranger to having really good news and being happy about something and then someone making you feel bad about it. And, um, you know, ultimately, I I found Pete's behavior just reprehensible in this episode. Um, 
he proved without a doubt he does not give a shit about Peggy as a person. Yeah. Uh, he used her as a way to clear his mind. You know, he he as soon as they're done having coitus, uh, <laughs> he is telling her that he has so much on his mind. He's whine, he's whining about his life and his wife, and um, you know, I really hate that. Yeah. I I know that I love Pete, but. I'm very disappointed in him in this episode, and uh, it's hurtful. It's hurtful that, you know, not only does he rip her blouse, I think the nicest he is to her in the whole episode is when he apologizes for ripping the blouse. Um, yeah. That, yeah, but that, that's, it. that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, otherwise, that's an afterthought as she's leaving, you know. You're right. I just feel bad for Peggy, you know. It's not right. And uh, I, uh, I just... Girl. I, I hate seeing her like that, getting her hopes up and then getting them dashed. And, you know, I don't want to get too personal about me, but I've I've had someone say something to the effect of, I don't like you like this. Mm. Um, or, or just I've had someone over time, like, keep telling me things I need to change about myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm, I, I actually did say to this person, I'm like, but you do like some stuff about me, right? Like, because right. it's it feels like you don't like anything. Right. You're just every time I've come out. over, every time I've come over, you've said something else I need to change. So I'm just wondering if you even like me. You're right. <laughs> um, and with Peggy, he's he's. I feel like Pete would do that if they were together for much longer. You know. Um, yeah, I can see that because that yeah, dynamic, he, man, that stupid power dynamic that he like has to he has to be dominant. Well, if you look at the body language, he's pulling her hair back and Ooh, pulling yeah. on her hair way too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, I believe he is laying down and, and she is on top of him. Is that, no? No, no, he's on top of her because he's on uh, top. The, the skirt He's the thing. big man. Yeah, it's got to be the, the big the man. The skirt thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just think it's so subtle, but the, the him ripping her blouse even after she said to be careful and... Um, him saying he thinks about her sometimes and, and using her as a way to clear his head is just messed up. Um, and then Don and Midge is just kind of, I don't have much to say about that really. Like, yeah. What, what do you think I, about I, the, I, um, the piece where like Don, I guess like finds out that he's not really like him and Midge aren't what he thinks they are. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, uh, I don't have much sympathy with, for him, you know, Don, like, no, yeah, I have n- I have none because he not only does he have a wife at home and two kids, but he mm-hmm. also has uh, Rachel Menken, who he also has feelings for. So it's like all over the place. And he's he's not a pe- uh, polygamist, as far as I know. He's not trying to be. Yeah. Um, so I can't really respect his lifestyle or like feel bad for him. I guess on a human level, I I get that he's crushed. He he does. He seems to code it in some irony when he says she's breaking his heart, but I do think he is sad. Oh yeah, but yeah. He tried I don't to think hide it in that. Yeah, he tried to kind of hide it in that little line he said. I don't. I don't think he's heartbroken though. Um, I do. I do have to wonder to move off of the uh, romance stuff. I don't remember if there's like a reason why Cooper is giving Don that bonus, but he's doing something there. He's trying to get into his head in a positive way, like. You know, here I yeah. just want you to know how much we appreciate you, or I appreciate you. Yeah. But there's, there's Cooper is a guy who plays 4D chess. That's Ooh, a, that's yes. a statement that is, uh, you know, coded with some. Some people use it in a mocking way, but I do think he plays 4D chess. There's a reason he's giving Don that bonus. Um, 
I just don't know what it is. But yeah, keep, man. Folks, keep your eyes on Coop. I th- I think maybe maybe it's a maybe it's a long play. Like let's keep him here because if he even second guesses that we that he that we don't need him or think that we can replace him he'll be gone or something. Maybe he's like worrying about something like maybe I don't, obviously in the episode, you don't see that. You just see uh, Cooper being like big boss man. And he almost brings Don in like, as if he's about to, it almost didn't have an energy of a firing. Uh, like initially, it it just felt random is what I think. Like Rod, Don even expects that Roger's going to be there too. And it's not. So I think it's, that's what I mean. Like it kind of all like uh, he already had his feelers up when Sterling wasn't there. He's like, oh, "Why? Why uh, is he not there?" I don't know. I think it's more like, "What does he want with me?" I don't know if like I don't think no, Cooper's I don't think the type he thought, of guy who would fire. Yeah, like, I don't think he thought he was going to get fired. I just oh, okay. I think I think Cooper almost had like um It's almost like um what's the It's almost like uh keeping somebody on their toes. But without doing the thing that you, like, it's almost like prepping them for something and then, like, turning the corner and then, like, they get something else. You know you know what I mean? Like, um, I guess it's like a divert, not a diversion, but there's a word for it that I can't think of right now. But, like, huh. besides keeping somebody on their toes, like, you kind of, like, leading the witness almost, um, like... He just wants him in there by himself. And I remember, like, the first couple lines that he tells Don. Like, Don kind of has a weird face on his... Like, has a weird face. Like, he's like, what is this? Like, what am I... What am I doing here? Yeah. It it was interesting kind of seeing him, like... He was almost a little uncomfortable for a second. And then once he saw what was given to him, he's like, oh, okay. And then he's like, oh, this is great. Like, but before that, he was kind of, like, weirded out by the whole thing. Which I thought was interesting. I'm... I'm weirded out. I mean, it's it's a really nice thing to do, but it just the delivery it just seems so random. <laughs> I almost I almost think that uh, it's his way of like trying to make things right after the Pete Campbell situation a few episodes back. Um, yeah, I could because Don didn't feel Don didn't feel appreciated, and uh, you know, it's just a little weird that he the Ayn Rand thing. We can skip over that. It's you know, it's, I don't want to talk about that, but. Um, <laughs> That's a book about selfishness and, and focusing on yourself over everyone else. Um, it's interesting that uh, Cooper, we like this character. You and I have both said we love him. Yeah. Um, but I forgot that he says that he's unsentimental about the people who depend on him. That's a really weird line and kind of cold. Yeah. Um, Cooper's re- he's a really interesting guy and character um, because obviously to be the or especially in this time period to be the big boss man you definitely have to have some specific traits and from cooper's from 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 cooper on the outside it looks like he's a little bit you would think he was a little bit different than that but he basically tells don that he's like no i'm cut basically i'm you know i'm kind of cutthroat in a way too like i don't i think about yeah. what we're like about me and kind of what we do here and i'm that's really all i'm worried about i'm not really thinking about i'm inferring a lot as i say these as i say these things but that that was kind of the energy he gave me 
which was he was very like, you know, me, he kept saying, telling Don, uh, you know, me and you, I think we're the same. This is this is before he gives him the check, I think, or maybe it was after it. But he was, Don was kind of like, I guess that's a compliment, right? And yeah, he's like, yeah. I mean, he doesn't even say yeah. He's just like you know, we we don't, we think about ourselves, blah 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 blah, this that and the third. It was very yeah. interesting. It's it's interesting to kind of see that side of Cooper. Um, yeah, and he only reveals that to Don, by the way, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to keep track of Cooper, because um, I totally forgot about that scene completely. So yeah, yeah, there's yeah, something sure. going on there that I don't remember, and I'm looking forward to finding out again. Yeah, that'll be fun. Well, folks, you know what time it is now. It's time for the dad break. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, we're we're. Uh, I I think I don't know if it's official, but we're definitely in the in the summer mode right now. <laughs> we're getting it's getting it's getting super hot. We, we yep. not super hot, but it's getting hot. We we we're hitting we're hitting some high nineties. A couple couple days of high nineties, and. Uh, I've been missing something at my home, man. Been missing. It. I've been living here for about three years, four years almost now. And um, this Father's Day, I uh, I filled that gap okay. with a uh, a new charcoal grill. Now, I this is this charcoal grill is going to be something that I'm getting for uh, Father's Day. Uh, Via the the wife, love and appreciation to her. Um, I've been trying to nail down a grill. I, I um, honestly, where I live, uh, I've seen people kind of just put like as soon as the spring kind of really starts to hit and we start to almost move into summertime, you start to see people putting their grills out outside outside of their house and like for free or like selling them and things like that. And um, a couple times, I got to the place with the free grill. But my, tr- my, uh, my, 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 uh, vehicle wasn't big enough to actually fit the grill in. And so I missed out on a couple of free, free gas grills. Um, oh man. Yeah. So that was, that was a little bit unfortunate, but, um, it's okay because it stumbled me into this new, uh, new charcoal grill. So I, and I'm going charcoal because charcoal to me, is kind of quintessential barbecue to me. I don't know if, if that's how you feel about barbecue, but when I think about barbecue, I always think of the smells of charcoal grilling, and um, it just it just is very nostalgic to me. So I, I kind of always want, and my my heart's always wanted the charcoal grill. So I got a um, I got a Kamado Joe Kettle Joe charcoal grill. Uh, Kamado Joe does like these. Uh, ser- they do. Um, they do the really popular ceramic, ceramic egg style grills um, that um, are starting to kind of pop up more now. Yeah, they 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 hold in the flavor pretty well um, with the with the ceramic. I got the kettle version, um, which actually has a smoker attachment to it and ceramic pieces at the bottom. So it, it it's a little like it's a little bit of like a triple thread or a jack-of-all-trades type grill i mean obviously in the charcoal side so just got that been building that um today and uh was able to put it together it looks beautiful i'll send you a picture of it when i uh when we get off of here and i'm um, looking forward to basically doing some trial and error with with charcoal grilling because 
I have never done it myself personally, because um, I never really owned a grill, actually. Um, so it'll be fun to tinker with, and um, obviously July fourth is coming around the corner, and hell yeah, oh, and put put puts put some of that, some of this work, to, uh, some of this uh, newness, new charcoal grillingness to to work, and uh, see what we can do. It'll it'll be pretty fun though. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, I just you know, summer is my one of my favorite. Well, it's my favorite season. Um, and uh, kind of having that grill is kind of gonna put the whole, all the picture all, all the pieces together to have a really uh, a really fun summer this year. So, well, That's congrats! Kinda, yeah, man, thanks, man. How do you how do you feel gas versus uh, charcoal? Do you uh, land um, on either side? I I have a uh, you know my dad had a, a gas grill, mm-hmm. uh, but I I I've always wanted to have a charcoal grill. I think just it, that just seems more old school. Yeah, um, but the gas grill—it scares me a bit. The uh, gas grill, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I don't know anything just... involving gas. Um, like it might when I've rented places that have a gas oven, it's mm-hmm. just a little uh, or gas stove rather. Yeah, yeah, um, it's a little scary to turn it on in the you know that the when it yeah, lights it, the fuse or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's got Not a um, it's got it's got a very like. Um, it's a it's a vintage feel like, but I know that the ga- I know that the gas uh a gas st- uh, stoves have like a better even temperature heat, so it is is better for cooking versus the one uh-huh. that I have, which is like an electric stove. Um, um, so, so there's definitely there's definitely advantages to it, but yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a vintage thing, and having to use any type of flam- flammable uh flammable material to to. To uh, heat up food is a little. I, I can see being a little uh, trepidatious about it. So, yeah, for sure. But yeah, c- uh, congrats, and uh, we'll have to have a dad man uh, party or, over there. Yeah, man, a, gr- a little old school grill out, <laughs> <laughs> grill and chill. Yeah, grill How do you and like chill. your there burger? You <laughs> How do you like your dog? Yeah, uh, my hot dog or my dog, and my dog will. Yeah, my dog will bring- bark. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna bring all three though? That's that's the thing. <laughs> no, no. Two of them are my mom's, so I can't. I don't want to bring them. No, no. It's uh, okay. It's okay. When I got back from my dinner that I went to tonight, though, uh, they, they were all three very happy to see me. You know, some people's dogs are uh, they get coy or shy mm. or hurt when someone is gone, and when, yeah. when you come back, maybe they'll be excited, but they'll then they'll like give you the cold shoulder. Mm-hmm. Not my mom's dogs or my dog. They they're just pure happy that I'm back and they stay happy. So I'm very yeah. grateful for that. Um, that alone. But congrats on the uh, the latest dad uh, upgrade. I thank uh, you. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's Moving now you now you're an official dad. You're an Indeed. official dad. I would say uh, having a kid isn't the most important part. It's uh, <laughs> the, the dad second activities. Though, right? <laughs> No, no. Having a kid isn't the most important part. The grill's number one. <laughs> that's that's the point. It goes uh, grill first. Grill first, kid, and then mowing the lawn. No, yep. Number three. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four is uh, having opinions about like social media and TikTok. Those uh, damn kids. Those damn kids. What they're doing nowadays. And then five is um, seeing Top Gun in theaters. Uh, <laughs> There, that's that's top five. L- little uh, Tom Cruise, little Tom Cruise, trying to live. They don't make movies some... like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
Oh, man. Well, I was going to say... I was going to say that for my dad upgrade, I got a Razor for the first time. Ooh. And so that's that's the news for me. I got a Razor. Yeah. An electric Razor. And uh, before, I uh, was using a pair of scissors to cut the beard. And uh, now I just... I. I won't say the company because we're trying to get them to uh, sponsor the show. But, uh, <laughs> yes. Because yes. they, they sponsor every other podcast on the planet. So we got to get them on. We got to get them on. <laughs> Let's get them on for an episode. <laughs> hey, it's me. Bleeped. Uh, no, anyway. Uh, so I'm, I'm becoming more dadly every day. Uh, I don't I don't want to have kids. So... You know, well, that's it's one step at a time. One step at a time. Razor <laughs> I mean, first. I just, uh, <laughs> I'd rather skip that step. Is my point. <laughs> so I'm never going to be like the level you are, sir. But uh, I'm hoping that's... to get up there on the dad levels. Ra- yeah, to... got, you got your razor. Um, oh yeah, you know we forgot we got we forgot the dreaded the dreaded quote unquote man cave. Ugh. I know. Jesus. I know. I, that's why. That's why I said quote unquote. Not my uh, favorite term. <laughs> we, you know, we've already talked about that, you and me. We don't have to go back there. <laughs> let's not go back. <laughs> let's not go back to the man cave. Um, my friend Johnny loved the blippy conversation, by the way. Did he? In, in, in your ITPNT episode. Hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. So, yeah. I uh, I felt terrible about telling you that shit stuff, but uh, it was painful. It worked man. out. It's real, it's real painful. <laughs> <laughs> I can't look at him the same way again. Uh all right. Well, that was a good dad break, I'd say. Let's do the fatherhood corner, man. Um, this one, you know, this episode is, uh, there's a lot of cute things uh, with uh, Don and Peggy that I really enjoyed. We, we talked about it. We talked about a few of them. Um, I can go to a little bit more detail about them. Um, and then an absentee character in this episode. No Betty. No Betty to be found, which is also to be I talked that. about. Mm-hmm. Also to be talked about. But let's start with the good. Um, Don selling Peggy's copy. And um, the cute thing, this is this is Don and Peggy and their, uh, their cute little uh, father-daughter uh, work relationship that I believe they have. Um, Don gets a... Don, when Don's you know chatting it up with the guys, cele- celebrating their uh, their win, um, based off of Peggy's work, he gets Peggy to come into the room, not n- thinking that she's just bringing in ice. By the way, tricked and, me. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and um, she comes in, and Don actually has a glass poured for her, ready before she even knows what you know what it is for. So she's kind of just dropping ice in. And he goes. Uh, well, how do you like your drink? And uh, I thought that was a really cute moment where uh, Don is like, you know, celebrate, celebrate your first, your first copy win. And um, so I thought that was cute. She was, she got to celebrate with the boys, and uh, and, and Papa Don. <laughs> and um, I, I, I love. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned before, but as we move forward, I, I Don and the Don and Peggy relationship is uh, is class A, and this is kind of the the beginning the beginning the be the some of the beginnings of it and uh so i i really love their their uh what they what they got going especially in this episode um you can tell that he's just like a proud dad you know when he uh 
when you see when when everything works out. Um, and um, the to the bad, I guess, is the absence of Betty in this episode. <clears throat> Don, as we know, is a you know married guy. He's got kids, got a family and home. Don, as we you know, has gets a raise from Cooper. I think it was to the tune of. Twenty five hundred, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, right? Which in the sixties we'd have to calculate it, but that's a lot of money. Yeah, in fact, I can calculate it right now because I remember I did that. Yeah, calculating. Let's see. So that would be the equivalent of twenty four thousand dollars, almost twenty five thousand dollars. Holy shit! Jesus. Yeah. So that was that was that was fat. That was that was quite fat. Um, he gets a raise. Super excited about it, right? Or, I mean, he's just kind of more surprised maybe than excited. Where does he go with the news? Straight to Midge. Let's go to France. Shameful. <laughs> Shameful stuff. Shameful. Shameful. <laughs> and I forgot I, to mention it in my segment. Ah, damn it! Oh no, no, you you mentioned you mentioned we talked about uh, you just you just didn't really had a, a feel for you didn't really feel uh, for Don. Uh, that yeah, but day. I should have shamed him and I should have reminded people. <laughs> God damn it! Him. Well, I, lo- I just I, I like that you're shaming him now because when you said shameful, I just pictured you with a whip, just like <laughs> just like shameful. Just I want people sh- to think of me whenever I'm talking about Don. <laughs> I want them to be thinking of me doing this, <laughs> the finger wag. Yeah. No, Shameful. sir. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Beautifully, damn. beautiful though. Uh, I, we can talk about it right here, man. Because yeah. the the fact that the fact that he goes to Midge with it and wants to celebrate uh, instead of, by the way, if you remember back in the uh, previous episodes, two things that Betty mentioned that she would like. One was an air conditioner for the room. The second yes. was. Um, the second thing was, um, getting the, their own, uh, yes, go mm-hmm. get in their own vacation house, vacation spot. Yep. And this and money Don could have been just, easily used for both. Yeah. And, and Don had just finished paying off his brother to not be in his life anymore. Yeah. Ah, and this was the answer from the heavens for him to make his wife happy. Yes. He, it was right there. It was right there. He, this is why this is, this is a failure. <laughs> <laughs> this, is- <laughs> this is a failure. You mean Don or <laughs> this episode? Or? No, his whole his whole <laughs> a failure as a husband and a father. Yes, thank yeah, you. Yes, a failure yeah. as a father. Okay. Absolutely. They're they're um, they're uh, they're completely distant emotionally and visually in the episode. <laughs> yes, yeah, Be- Betty's not there. We, yeah. you know, it's. It's just crazy. I kind of for I couldn't believe that Betty wasn't in the episode. I kept waiting for her to show up. Mm-hmm. Is the interesting thing I think. Yeah, man. And she Didn't never did. It. Didn't make it. Pete's wife showed up. Pete's wife showed up, and she was beautiful. By the way, as always. As oh always. man, I should have brought that up. Just the oh, bring it he's up now. Such a dick to his wife. He's such oh, a dick yes, to his wife. That's right. <laughs> and he's. Right. He, I love the the physical comedy of when she sits on the couch and he has to run and flip. The cushion, because it might have semen or whatever. You know, I mean, 
when he runs to do that while talking to her and he's so smooth but like sitcom smooth about it where it's like she barely didn't notice that he flipped the cushion it, it was uh, very dick van dyke right yeah but it was something man it's just so annoying that he's being uh he he's so shocked that his wife is there and he's so rattled and so freaked out by it and he's so rattled poor i mean poor uh <laughs> poor trudy for that you know i know man just imagine being her she's just stopping by to surprise her husband and then he makes her feel bad she's so cute and she has her little champagne or a little outfit oh she's you know what she, you know what cute she says she says she says let's we can even walk yeah remember that that him. was cute yes. yeah and he's like, God no, it's, th- it. he's, it's 30 blocks. It's 30 blocks. It's 30 blocks. I'm wearing a suit. And I also just had sex. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ignore that last part. Damn it. Damn it, woman. Why'd you come to me at work? Um, he, oh, man. Yeah. Pete is the ultimate weasel in this episode. Imagine like the worst. Having two, having, imagine having two beautiful women. This is like a Twilight Zone pitch for me. Imagine <laughs> yeah. having two beautiful women. And, uh... <laughs> you know, <laughs> One you love. One you love. You you treat like garbage. And uh, that's about all I got, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Twilight Zone. Thanks. Uh, You know, there was this one time me and my dad and my two brothers, we were playing Halo. And Mm. uh, for some reason, I... uh, I think there was a grenade and someone uh, was saying that the grenade was going to blow them to safety. And I got in... I got into my Rod Serling voice and my little brother's like, 15 so it's not like i've scarred him for life yeah, but i yeah. i without thinking i go like i was gonna have him say imagine being blown to safety but with the rod sterling phrasing it became imagine being blown to safety <laughs> <laughs> i had to rush i had to rush the second for the second part because i'm like oh shit yeah i just had to say imagine being blown <laughs> <laughs> so i've, I've been oh, wanting man. to say that on the pod for a while i couldn't figure out an opening until now um, right there it was perfect but, but anyway sorry to sh- back to shaming don and pete for being awful <laughs> men and awful shit. husbands and yeah man frankly at least for one of them a bad father although the uh yes. scene at the end how about you talk about that huh Ooh, yes, the scene at the end. His actual father um, piece. So no Betty, but when he comes home, he's kind of, um, he's, he's, um, it's kind of hard to describe what Don's feeling at this moment. He's, he feels maybe rejected. Um, He feels, he, he also feels very vulnerable and a little bit wounded because while he was high, great scene by the way. A uh, great, yeah. great couple of scenes when they were getting high together. I thought that was hilarious. Um, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, like um, he kept having the flat. This is when he was having the flashbacks of his childhood, remembering himself as a kid and how he probably didn't really know much about his father. To be honest, his father's pretty, pretty stern, pretty tight-lipped, pretty direct, um, and just not very talkative. And uh, so he goes, so so fast-forwarding, he's having his flashbacks while high, he breaks it off with Midge, he's feeling a little dejected, he's feeling a lot of the old feelings he had when he was a kid, and how he didn't know anything about his father or whatever. Goes to his son, <clears throat> who's sleeping, wakes him up, and uh, he just, he's, he goes, hey, uh, ask me anything. And the son, the son's cute. He goes, he goes, I'm tired. 
<laughs> he's like anything you want to anything you want to ask me you can ask and the guy and then the kid goes um i think he says something about ladybugs like, why do ladybugs light up why do lightning bugs lightning uh, bugs. he does sound like he's saying a ladybug yeah lightning bugs why do lightning bugs light up and uh don goes he just has a kind of defeated look in his face i don't know what he's expecting maybe he he kind of felt as if like he kind of almost put himself in his son's position and it's like if i was that young and my dad came and asked me asked me anything i have like a million questions to ask but his son doesn't didn't live that life didn't have those same pains so when he goes to the son and asks him ask me anything the son doesn't really have anything for him that's deep and like um philosophical for 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 his dad so once he asks him about the bugs he's like oh the innocence with the child it's like he's like i don't know I, I don't know, and he sleeps in the in, in his son's bed, which I thought was a beautiful well, dad. Uh, go, go, yeah, go. Well, it's important to note he says, uh, "I don't know, but I will never lie to you." Thank um, you, thank you for that's the that. that's for me the the important part of the scene. Is, yes, uh, that is the important part. So, I think your viewing of the scene is a little different than mine. I, I think the main thing he's thinking about is that his father was. A liar. He was dishonest, and thank you. The the bum marked him as such. You know, uh, he doesn't want to be seen as that. I, I get yeah, it. and it, yeah. it it broke his heart that you know this bum that he and I'm using the word now. Sorry, folks. <laughs> no, yeah, using the other. Oh wait, word. no, I'm using the, I'm using a bad word. That's not the episode title. Fuck. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, take two. Okay. It, uh, so he's he's sad that his father was uh, dishonest. To, not just to him as a child, but also to the uh, hobo, uh, the traveling uh, soul, we mm-hmm. could call him. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be that way to his kid, you know, because he, right. he knew that he couldn't trust his dad. He didn't, you know, he couldn't, he didn't have that. But it's it's interesting, right? Because he is promising that he will never lie to his son, um, but that's just not true. Like he's he's definitely lying in some way to his family every day by living the double life. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's doing that life. thing where like nobody sees what I, that I'm lying, so that's okay. But if yeah. you ever, but he's basically opening the door to his son. Like if you do see something and you did ask me, I would tell you. I think that's yeah. I think that's what he's kind of trying to get at. Like if you notice something and you do. And and you came to me and said, "Dad, da 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 da." I would tell you confidently, yes or no, like or whatever the case. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Personally, I, I think he's just in kind of a, a spiral. Uh, yeah. And he he woke his kid up at like three a.m. or whatever to yeah, ask late. him that. So it's not like the kid's gonna think of something really deep. <laughs> right. Uh, that's what I was getting at. What I what I want to say is is that's the most vulnerable he's been this whole show. Uh, up till now, I, I would to, say trying to trying to think about it. Um, I think it might be right. I think so. I, he's he's on the verge of tears. He's uh, he looks very weak, and I don't mean that in a bad way. But he looks very small. He's he looks smaller and and more frail than he's ever looked to, and he, he looks yeah. like he's just emotionally like that's why his son hugs him because he's he knows his dad needs him right now it's cute it's very cute yeah um, really it was cute. dick it was, it was dick whitman right there that was dick whitman yeah dick whitman has some more um thinner cheek 
uh, yes. cheekbones action. Exactly. I don't know <laughs> a thinner face. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's a little boy in that in that way, and um, it definitely 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 was exposed in, in in that very privately though too, mind you. Um, you know, it, it's just he didn't wake up both kids; just woke no. up the son. Yeah, it's it's because in that moment he was focused on his you know yes his mini him <laughs> yeah um, exactly his mini self yeah. because it's like well she's not a reflection of me <laughs> sally isn't a reflection of me only my son is you know i don't right, know right i'm not, I'm not being critical criticizing don but yeah uh, i'm not being it's, critical of him but yeah it's easy to see easy to see the the father-son dynamic piece well, that was it was there. 3 a.m uh, yeah, and it was and it was three three a.m. He's probably still getting off he's still the high, high. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Daddy, you smell like a skunk. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? No, I'm fine. Uh, you remember um, when he was like, uh, the lady was like, "Do you want a, do you want another or something like that?" And she was like, "No, nah, I'm good." And then he was like, "No, actually, I want to take another." Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty cool. That's I've a, never seen that one. Yeah. That was a pretty cool move. Um, very cool dad very cool (laughs) uh all right uh would you say that's your uh your little uh fatherhood corner that's my father corner and i appreciate you helping me tie that beautiful red bow on the end of it just like on uh oh never mind that's a future episode there's a future episode where joan wears a dress that has a like red bow on the back big bow yes or i think actually someone references the dress because that's how cool it was but she didn't actually wear it uh, in the shell so anyway, uh, not to talk about Joan too much. We've done that before. Uh, and we've gotten a lot of complaints. So <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we, will st- we will stop. We will stop. Um, everyone's, everyone's a fan. The thing I just want to say, uh, God, why do I always say that? Ugh, okay. I don't think you said uh, that this episode yet. Okay, but I, I do yeah. always do the lead up like, I just want to say, and it's like, it's your podcast. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Um <laughs> No, but Modman, I think I wanted to use this segment to talk about Salvatore's plot. Um, uh, how do we talk about it? We're both not exactly sure what Sal's going through, obviously, but on a human level, it's yeah. really soul crushing. And uh, I think we can speak about it from this perspective of empathy. The ni- yeah, empathy. The nineteen sixties. How I think dangerous it can be out there um to be um it's not said in the episode but we learn that sal is um interested in men and elliot i think being not a novice in the space from what it sounded like he was he noticed he said a few key things. I don't know. I can't. I can only infer that were some code, some code words to tip uh, Sal. Yeah. Um, he did you catch when he said? I wrote down. He said. Um, oh, he says. He says. He says to Sal, "I bet you don't have an expense account." And r- after he said that, Sal looked at him like. Um, he gave him a interesting look, like, like that was code for something, like a code phrase. Yeah. Um, uh, they both are speaking in code. It seems like throughout the episode, 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Which when I first watched, I didn't pick up on that as much. But you no. know, yeah. Um, I did. He says I didn't know if you got my message. You know, mm, uh, I didn't even catch the the starting yeah, of when, the code. When Sal first shows up in the lobby, he says I didn't know if you got my message. So it was when he was talking about the like hotel being renovated or the beautiful view. Yep. Um, there's there's all sorts of little messages, and uh, you know, I think that's very from what I've read in the history. It's very accurate that the people who are queer uh, or are identified as such had to yeah. speak in sort of a code in order to yeah. not be found out by the the listening, you know, straights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the <clears throat> yeah the public there, and and that and that's what I kind of mean by quote unquote dangerous in that sense is because yeah. it, um, it it really exposes you um, in in a 1960s world that. I think, you know, definitely something frowned upon, um, definitely much more heavily back then, especially. Um, and, um, it was cute them having their, their, uh, drinks together and then having like a seat at the table together and kind of talking back and forth. And, uh, Elliot, um, now knowing that Sal's kind of <clears throat> got one foot in, basically, he's trying to get Sal back to the home, you know, show him, show him, show him around, quote, you know, quote unquote. And Sal, um, he uh, he's not ready. He's not. Yeah. At, at least he doesn't seem to be ready yet. And um, he 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 backs out of it. And yeah. um, Elliot is kind of. You know, Elliot was a uh, it was cute because he was very like willing to kind of you know go along with kind of Sal's green newness of the whole interaction that they were gonna have, and um, he was like, I can't remember the quote exactly, but he was basically like saying, "You don't have to be afraid" or something something along the lines of that. Right. And um, what are you afraid uh, of? Yeah, what are you afraid of? Yeah, he was he was really he was really he was really looking you. I think he did it in a really nice way. It seemed like, um, <clears throat> and um, Sal, Sal, Sal couldn't couldn't do it this time. So it was it was interesting. I I I like that interaction, and I like um, I kind of like the way they kind of delivered that um, uh, that that scene for Sal um, in a very smooth, coded way to fit the to fit the time period and. Um, yeah, I just um, I, I liked I liked how they saying it without saying it. I, I thought that was also fitting for the time too. I thought I just liked the what the delivery of that uh, of Sal and um, um, and his queerness. I thought I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and the Elliot guy seems like he's trying to be a a leader and yes. uh, you know yeah. a good like listening ear for Sal. You know, and just trying to hold his hand and gently guide him. He's not trying to yeah. force him to do anything he doesn't want nope. to do. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's not like lascivious. Lis- oh God, what's the word? Hmm. Lascivious. It's not like lascivious. It's uh, okay. it's uh, with a with an open heart. It seems like. And, yeah, um, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's. I think it's one of the saddest scenes. Uh, certainly that we've watched. I just feel really bad for Sal, and my heart breaks for him. You know, like yeah. he's so scared, and uh, yeah, it was. It was it's understandable, really, though. It's understandable. Right. I mean, he could he could lose his job for if they found out he was uh, gay, you know, yeah. back then. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. 
it was a totally different time and uh discrimination was really accepted and encouraged for uh you know against lgbt time. people yeah. i mean transgender people i don't even know if that was a thing in the 60s i don't think it was um yeah but um no it's just really i guess it brings up you know we're, we're watching this during pride month and uh for me, it just brings up some questions about how far have we come. Uh, we've come a long way for sure, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but there are still people who are trying to, like, go to pride events and cause trouble and, like, hurt people. Yeah. And it's just like, these, what the these, hell? Yeah, these stupid fringe fringe idiots. There's always fringe these fringe. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 are, that are out there. Um, yeah. It's okay. The, the, <laughs> the wither, the wither away soon soon enough yeah. i'm sure but it's like it's um i think you know you know you know what you know what the cool thing about the Mad Men is um them tackling this with this character i just love the tact and the um the uh i don't know how to say it but i just love the delivery of it i i just think that tasteful that's the word i'm looking for i thought it was a tasteful reveal yeah i feel like other dramas and things will would try to lay it on thick and like in a quote-unquote shocking way so you can be like oh my god you know what i mean like yeah yeah but, but Mad Men, they 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 didn't they didn't they didn't go that route they they went with the route that was very realistic for the time i thought from from what it seemed and as shy and subtle and scary as as it would feel, um, as as being that character, um, yeah. So I, I really, I really, I really liked what they, I really liked what they did with it. Um, I agree. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it didn't feel like a after school special or really obvious. I mean, when I first watched it, I was a younger man, but um, I didn't realize what the conversation was about until, like. Uh, until Elliot says, you know, I'd love to show you the view, you know, you sh- you've got to see it. Um, and that's when I knew something emotionally intimate was happening here. And it's, yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah. They don't make it super obvious. Props to Brian Blatt for uh, his performance. I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really cool episode. Um, not the best, but a really good one. Um, and, you know, even saying not the best, that that's almost... Uh, a negative thing so i would just say uh just a really good episode yeah, yeah. real solid real so- real solid episode it had some good gems in it um yep. some good standout scenes and some fun and some funny um some funny dry humor is sprinkled in yep and peggy is a a beautiful queen we love peggy and yeah, she's uh, pete, she shining she's shining Pe- uh, pete and don i'm pissed at you and uh <laughs> midge and her friend will miss you and uh what else oh, uh Mitch, sal yeah, she, she's out the door sal we support you we support you you can love whoever you want and we want you to be happy um we want, we want you to be safe so we're not judging you for uh not being out yet you can come out whenever you want to sir and exactly. Jal and i we both we both are in your corner though buddy oh yeah yeah sal is, as 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 we mentioned before sal is a great character very hilarious guy Italian, of course. <laughs> and, uh, That's the thing is yeah. that the pilot plays it for jokes. They play his, 
his uh, gayness for jokes. Almost. I guess we could. I guess we could go into that piece now because we kind of been holding back. Um, well, cause we, cause I, I referenced it enough. I think. In the yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Sh- oh, um, yes. Do you have a, a girlfriend, of, Salvatore? Yeah. Come on, yeah. I'm Italian. I think people <laughs> got it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean more. I mean more the. Uh, I mean more the queerness. Um, a lot of the hints early on that we didn't. We didn't really dig into just because of the fact that uh, it hadn't been quite revealed quite yet. Um, like the scene that you mentioned before, where he, um, where he drew his. Uh, he drew his male. Um, <laughs> <laughs> drew his male neighbor for one of the uh, one of the ma- uh, model scenes. I had him pose shirtless. Uh, yeah, I gave mm-hmm. him a pencil, which is a. Freudian symbol for a penis. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful on you know this episode. Yeah, so. yeah. No, not to be disrespectful. I just think no. it's. Um, I think it's cool that Mad Men has these things that they do. They will give breadcrumbs before you know what's happening, and then before you know it, ba boom, they give it yeah. to you. And and with Sal, there was a, there was a few of these breadcrumbs that we're showing that we couldn't mention and now that we're here yeah we can say here. yeah yeah exactly yeah so the breadcrumbs were like him painting his neighbor uh saying come on i'm italian um saying what there's a a way that people are living they're living their lives and thinking something totally different that's ridiculous yes. uh there there's been a lot of hints um, yeah and yeah, he says he can't. He doesn't like going to a club because if a girl's in front of him, he wants to go be alone so he can do something, uh, which is almost like a defense, like why he yeah. doesn't look like he's enjoying it enough or something. I don't know. It's a, man. it's a, it's a over. It's a, it's a kind of like the over mask, over overcompensating. Mask. Yeah, thank you. That's it exactly. Yeah. Overcompensation exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so yeah, we can we can now talk more freely about Sal, and uh, we we just want to. I just want to say we support Sal and we want him to be happy. Absolutely. Great character. Great character. (laughs) All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening to today's Dad Men. And uh, remember to send us an email at dadmenpodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions. Or you can continue the conversation at hashtag dadmenpodcast on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, whatever social you use. Uh, But otherwise... You know, we we uh, thank you again for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. But as they say, the medium is the message. Adios, everyone. Catch you later, folks. This has been a Destiny Park Media production. If you like the show, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. For more content, you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. We're going to be posting video clips of your favorite podcasts, as well as glimpses at new music. And hey, drop us a line or send any questions you might have to destinyparkmedia at gmail.com.